Well, as we get ready for the new normal, well, things can't get worse than they are now. The new normal says, hold my beer. All this and more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Andy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 109 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me on the phone, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hi, Brian. Hello. We're going to do take two because <laughs> we were recording the podcast and something happened to the recording and we had to start over. So, so you're actually experiencing everything for the for the second time, you just didn't know it as that, you're listening. That, to that's us. it. This is if this feels like it's deja vu. It's it's only deja vu for the two of us. So <laughs> let's begin at the beginning. What we were talking about because there's all kinds of weird stuff going on right now. Of course, everybody's still in quarantine, but at the same time, and there's been all this talk about releasing quarantine. Movie theaters are talking about. Uh, AMC is talking about. Well, it was an AMC. I think it was Regal. Yeah, Regal was saying they're going to try to be open by mid-July. However, with numbers spiking and everything going on right now, I, that doesn't look That's like... That's really ambitious. That's, <laughs> it is is extremely ambitious right now. But, of course, with uh, as difficult as things are at this point, you know, of course, we're we're getting used to getting most of our content streaming. AMC this weekend just released the first of season two of Nosferatu, which you didn't know about. No, I, I knew it was coming up. I just didn't know the exact dates. So I, I'm I'm a bad fan. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of difficult to keep track of all of this stuff. And, you know, days are starting to run together for sure. I knew it, but I didn't have time to, to go watch it. So I'm, I'm going to have to catch up with it also. But we are getting new content at this point. I mean, honestly, as far as movies go, you know, with all this talk about opening things up in the fall and the winter, you know, 2020 might be a wash. We we might have to just kind of suck that up and say, well, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's going to be the year of streamies, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Be, I mean, everything, even community theater is is doing their summer shows over a live stream. I'm not exactly sure how they're doing it, if they're going to have the cast there and film them or they're going to have separate screens. So it'll be interesting. It's going to, it's definitely going to be something different and, you know, new, new skills are going to be developed from this. New techniques are going to, you know, out of, how's it go? The mother of invention is necessity. Necessity is the mother of invention. The mother of invention. I think it's something along that, along those lines. So, you know, people are going to have to get much better at, you know, film presence and set designs that, you know, that look good through the camera. So everything's going to be looking down the lens now. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, of course, that, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but that YouTube kind of rough cinema verite type of content that that's very popular on that platform, of course, is now sort of the new normal for a lot of television shows, especially the late night shows that are being shot in people's houses. And so since that content already existed and people are very much used to that content course, it's not that much of a culture shock. But but yeah, we're getting a whole bunch of like new streaming stuff. Disney Plus, of course, uh, Hamilton, we're going to get yes. to see. 
So that's what, so exciting. <laughs> I but I've been waiting uh, waiting for that, and I, I love the fact that I'm not going to spend a few thousand dollars for a ticket, or that you didn't have to reserve it like ten years ago just to be able to see it next year because <laughs> exactly. it's sold out for years. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Like I said, there's there's good stuff coming out, and then there's Artemis Fowl, which. Uh, Yikes. I have heard I've heard I have heard similar things. <laughs> I'd have to say that what I've what I've heard because I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but what I've heard is from people who enjoy the book like yourself that it's not close enough to the book that the they've made changes to the character to the main character that, you know, try to sanitize him a little bit because he's not the mm-hmm. nicest person in the book to be mm-hmm. sure. Uh-uh. Not for several books. He's he is he's like he's like Dr. House. He's a little jerk. <laughs> yeah. A lot of what I've been hearing from people who have not read the books, they're saying, Well, this is how is this a kid's movie? This is so dark, you know. <laughs> but there's a tradition for that type of a thing though. I mean, a lot of uh, children's scary stuff is like really scary. I mean, you can go oh, yeah. all the way back to you know, Grimm's fairy tales. I mean, the original yes, Grimm's fairy tales. Oh, yeah. With Cinderella's stepsisters getting their eyes poked out and Hansel and Gretel getting eaten by a witch during famine and uh, anything by Roald Dahl. I mean, James and the Giant Peach and even Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the witches. Oof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you can go into even some modern things like, of course, Coraline. Neil Gaiman's uh, yes. Coraline. Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course is the graveyard book, his children's book, which is really dark from like page <laughs> one. It's really, really dark. And I mean, traditional Doctor Who, you know, the whole, you know, kids hiding behind the, the sofa, you know, when the Daleks showed up. So, you know, so there's this, there is this tradition. And of course, the the biggest one, to, to my mind, of course, is the cho- the series of children's book, you know, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, yes. Yeah, those classic campfire tales. Oh, absolutely. And I mean... That have been told so many times and love those. Oh, yeah. So, which made a really scary movie. So, yeah, I mean, it's a tradition for sure. I mean, it's definitely a tradition. Certainly, it's one that... I guess some people are just not used to or, or didn't know. And they, they're saying there's just so much stuff in this, in Artemis Fowl that isn't doing, you know, that they said, oh, this is, this is too much for kids, which, uh, <laughs> well, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. <laughs> but I mean, it definitely is what it is. That's a decision that they will have to make as parents. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that, that totally makes, that's definitely the truth there. But I will say that one of the nice things about the fact that we are, kind of stuck in our homes and everything is streaming, it does mean that many of us, for the first time, are going to be able to attend San Diego Comic-Con because it's online yep. now. It's all online mm-hmm. now. It's going to be in July, mid-July. It's going to be free for everybody. So we're all going to get a chance to 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 go. That's that's going to be interesting. Of course, we'll definitely, uh, Mandy, you and I will talk about oh, yeah. what they release at, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And the recording that we didn't get to because it, it crashed, of course, you asked me if I was going to cosplay. <laughs> so, yes. And I think my comment to that was, well, I probably would, except that, you know, you don't get the full cosplay experience because you don't get harassed by anybody. 
So yeah, so you'll have to you have to get dressed, post a picture of yourself online, and say roast me. Yeah, exactly. So that- <laughs> yeah, roast me or whatever. But but that that does bring up some things that's been, that have been going on. And this was something that we mentioned before we started recording that because you were talking about how Disney uh, Disney theme parks is Disney World. You were telling me. I believe it's Disney World. I'm not sure if Disneyland has it because I remember I've only been to Disney World and I did ride this ride, so I know it's there. So, but it's it, you were telling me it was Splash Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, Splash Mountain. They are they are completely revamping it. Before it was based on the story of Br'er Rabbit, and it has some very racist origins in it. So they are changing that to be the Princess and the Frog. Yeah, well, of course, you know, Disney Plus has decided not to show Song of the South on Disney Plus, Mm -hmm. which, of course, that's what a lot of that was based off of. So, Oh, okay. You know, because that was about, you know, that was Bear Rabbit and all that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, certainly with what's going on right now, people are steering away from this, you know, content like this right now. And there have been some, some people have complained about it, to be sure. But you have that happening. And of course, you have HBO Max that has uh, decided to to temporarily remove Gone with the Wind from their streaming service. But I mean, that's just reflective of a lot of the things that are going on right now. And one thing that I wanted to bring up today, and I don't don't know how much you've been following of this, but Something's been going on, and it's not just—it's not just in the geek community or the gaming community where this is happening. This is happening in a lot of places, but we are getting a—we're basically getting what I've been calling Me Too Especially over the last week, we've been getting there's been a lot of reports and things that have been coming out. What makes this new resurgence of the Me Too movement different than the last time, and why I've been calling it Me Too is that. Last time there was a lot of there was a lot of sniper action going. You, somebody would get here hit here with something. Somebody would get hit you know, over there. You know, it'd be like you hear a case here and a case there. This time they dropped a nuclear warhead. They they hit everybody at once. I mean, just in gaming right now, just just in the gaming space of you know online gaming and streaming and all that. There's like there's nearly fifty. Accusations have come out in the last wow. week, just in gaming, just in gaming. But it's not just there. I mean, it's like it's hitting every place. I mean, I just I've been seeing all these people getting tagged up in in pro wrestling. I know there's a, a wrestling company. I think it was uh, Impact Wrestling. They just fired one of their wrestlers because he was accused of something. But, you know, and it's not just him. I mean, they're I mean, they're hitting a bunch of uh, different wrestlers, but it's all over the place. And I mean, it was all at once because, you know, at, right now, you know, the gas pedal is pressed. And so there's like the time for action is now in pretty much in everybody's mind. So with this, like I said, with this resurgence of what I've been calling uh, Me Too 0.0, I mean, it's it's scorched earth at this point. And, you know, and so I, I'm not saying that every single case is justified, but there's a lot of there's a lot of them that you know I've been listening to that I'm like, oh, this sounds, you know, this sounds pretty shady. And so, I mean, we're at least at the I mean we're at the point now where a lot of stuff that's that was tolerated that was pushed under the rug that's just not being that's not happening anymore. So a lot of people have you know, felt 
where they wouldn't wouldn't be listened to before and have been, you know, and in some cases were to, you know were you know were basically censured for trying to bring somebody uh, up on on something and whistleblowers. Yeah, and I I can even say in in the writing in the writing aspect, you know, as being an author, it it hit there too. There's a big controversy going on now with the International Thriller Writers Association where someone who has for years there have been accusations about him and you know basically going after and uh, women at at particular conventions which apparently the the accusation is that that a lot of people and, and some of these people were even officers of the uh, ITW that they were victims of of this and reported it to, you know, reported it to the organization and were saying, well, this didn't happen at any of our conventions, so it's really not our deal. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, it is. You know, it's like if this is somebody who's a part of your organization and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing, you know, maybe they didn't. And I realize this is an ad nauseum example, but, you know, just because somebody didn't shoot them, shoot somebody in your house. You know, it still happened. You know, you, 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 there's still a murderer. So, you know, this person is a sexual predator. It doesn't matter if it happened at an IT, you know, an ITW event or not. I mean, it happened. And you, you know, for the longest time, and this is, and it, I mean, not just, you know, listening to women's stories, but listening to people of color. We, uh, a lot of, of us have taken the, the, the tact of, you know, hope, ignoring it, hoping that it'll go away. Well, it ne- it doesn't go away. And we've gotten to the point now where we can't ignore this stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, and, you know, and this was something I was saying before, I mean, especially with, you know, COVID and everything, this is stress testing everything and including our morals at this point. And, and it is, you know, we have, people are fed up. They're, they're absolutely fed up and they're not taking things anymore. And they're and they're speaking up about stuff. And and at this point, you know, like I said, a lot of people, uh, especially, you know, including friends of mine have have left the ITW because they said their reaction to all of this was woefully bad. And, you know, their their attempt to try to make things better was was very underwhelming. And, you know, they're going to have to do better. And the thing about it is that this person did what all these women said that he did. Then yeah, you can't just you can't just sweep this stuff under the rug. But you know, again, you know we get you know we like to live in a, a nice, comfortable world, and we don't want to think about bad things happening, and so we kind of stick our heads in the sand. And you, and the time for doing that right now, it's 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 not, it's over. It's it's pretty much over. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it was just like over the past week or so, it's just like, you know. All these accusations from all over the place have just started coming down. All like I said, it was like it's not just this, you know, it's not just this one group of people, you know, it's not just one accusation. I mean, it, it just came down like a hard, cold rain everywhere. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like I, on the one hand, you know, if people are, you know, if people are innocent of this stuff, you know then they're innocent and, you know, we need to, we, these people need to have their names cleared for sure. But people who are guilty about this type of thing, we can't ignore this anymore. You know, it's, we've gotten to a point where we have to, we really, you know, we have to, 
and I'll say this for the geek world, but this applies everywhere. You know, there are people who have historically not been comfortable in our in in the geek space or in a lot of spaces. You know, mm-hmm. people of color and women have not been comfortable, have not been welcomed. They've not been listened to. Their contributions have been downplayed. And if things are going to get better, we got to stop doing that. We have to. And we have to make, you know, we have to make our spaces open and welcoming to everybody. We need to do that. We've not traditionally been able to do that. You know, we've not done it, not to a degree that we that we need to be doing it. And I know in, in, there are certain, you know, there are certain things, obviously, where it's an awful lot worse, you know. But and, and I, it's like I said in, in another podcast, it's like if we're, you know, if we want things to get better, we've got to we got to do this across the board. We have to we have to clean up our acts everywhere from the very worst that's going on in the streets right now to our boardrooms and to our organizations, you know, where people are not included, where people do not feel safe, you know, in our, in our organizations, this, this has got to end. It, it's gone on too long and things are not going to get better until we're willing to, to look at every, look at what's going on, you know, honestly, and openly and be willing to say this has got to stop. You know, that's why, you know, it's, it's 2020 is a weird year. It really yep. is because there are <laughs> things happening this year, you know, that I just, ne- and I'm sure you feel the same way, just would never have expected in the world. I mean, we've been having, you know, there have been talks for years about, you know, taking down Confederate uh, monuments and statues, you know, but nothing happened, but it's sure happening now. I mean, we could certainly get in, into a debate whether that's a good thing or not. But I mean, I will—I I should probably give my opinion on it. And my opinion is this. Since a lot of those statues came up, were put up during either like Jim Crow, during that time when a lot of these statues started going up for some reason, and during the civil, you know, during the civil rights marches when a bunch of those statues went up, you know, more than, you know, in any other time, I kind of feel like since this, you know, putting up those statues were an obvious FU to people of color, I don't have a problem with people of color saying FU right back when it comes to those statues, you know, because a lot of these statues are hollow, cheaply made. They were put up for one reason and one reason only, which is basically the colored people were getting uppity. And so we need to show them you know, who runs things. And they put up a bunch of statues on about, you know, again, decades after the, after the fact. And obviously for no reason in the world, but to stick it to a group of people that were wanting a fair treatment under the law. And so, yeah, like I said, a lot of these tin plated hollow statues that were put up. Yeah. I don't have a problem seeing them go. I know. I mean, again, I'm not the biggest fan of vandalism or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, I don't mind them coming down for the, you know, for the reason I stated, because I understand historically the basically what the thought was putting them up in the first place. And so when you're putting up, you know, if you're putting up statues to commemorate your history, that's one thing. But when you're basically when you're basically trying to stick it to another group of people, you know, and it's it's just basically a way of of being mean to another group of people, 
yeah, take them down, you know, and it's time. But again, that's not a conversation I feel like we would have even been able to have a year ago. You know, people have been talking about it for a long time, but they're like, ah, just leave them alone. But Right now, people are, are, you know, people are like, no, we, we're going to have this talk now. You know, there's a lot of things that honestly that were, that uh, were off the table, but they're not off the table anymore. And so, and, you know, I, all I can hope for is, you know, when we get to the end of all of this, whenever the heck that's going to be, because it keeps looking like it's going to be farther and farther away. You know, now that we're seeing spikes in numbers of COVID cases and, my work was telling me that, you know, it's going to be fall before we even start considering bringing people back into the office. Yeah. You know, at this point, you know, who knows? But, you know, we got a presidential election that's coming up, you know, and there's a whole lot of controversy involved with that. You know, there's a lot of talk on both sides. You know, you got the Republic, you know, Republicans and Trump in, in particular saying that mail-in ballots are going to be, you know, they're going to basically mess up the election and, and make the election crooked. And so that, you know, there's going to be a, a debate there. And then, of course, you have people from the you know, Democrat side saying that, you know, Trump is trying to extend his presidency and that if he hold you know, he holds the election that, you know, he's going to stay in, he's going to keep himself in office. And in a real sense, both sides are wrong in that aspect because, you know, mail-in ballots are, you know, are not particularly more prone to, to problems. There are, I think it's like five states already do majority mail-in ballots right now and have been doing it for a while. So it's not anything new to them. But, you know, at the same time, you know, our constitution says that, you know, a president's, that a, uh, you know, a president's term ends on January the 20th at noon Eastern time. So, you know, even if Donald Trump were able to keep the elections from happening, January the 20th, he has to leave. You know, he doesn't get to stay because he is no longer the president. And the only way they change that is they have to get rid of the Constitution. So, you know, that's I mean, that's it. And, you know, Pence doesn't take over because his his term runs out. There's not like I said, unless you completely get rid of the Constitution and that would be I mean, difficult doesn't even count doesn't even cover how 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 tough it would be to to be able to for one man to to basically uh, overrule the Constitution of the United States, especially the, even the president, can't do that. So, but like I said, there's just so much weird stuff going on right now, but there are a lot of conversations I feel that we're having that we have should have had a long time ago. But with the preponderance of just really bad news that we've had to deal with over this year, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, every... It, you know, the the pun is out there, you know, 20 people were saying, you know, 2020 is, you know, that's that's when people get their vision, you know, and then we get <laughs> into, and then we get into 2020 and boy, we didn't expect what we were going to see, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I mean, and not that I want to speak for you for sure. I mean, I'm sure you have your own own feelings about this, but I mean, I feel like, you know, there are a lot of conversations we're having right now that we've that are way overdue, I think. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 But in the meantime, you know, like I said, we're, we're still playing D and D online. I mean, are, are you, are you still, I, I know you were talking about how your group was playing online. You guys yep. still do your, 
Mm-hmm. You still, yep, we're still doing online. Mm-hmm. Still doing. How how does that how's that been working out for you these these last it, few? It's not, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's not as fun, you know, getting to interact with each other in person. You know, kind of has has its own specialness to it. But you know, it, it gets the job done, and we still get to move the story along, and yeah. that's what's really important. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, we're I mean, as of right now, all we're doing is getting used to the new normal, and I think. As uh, we get closer to San Diego Comic-Con, you know, there'll be some, it'll be interesting to see how they handle the whole thing, you know, because Apple just did their their big conference online and it was, it was very successful. So it's very possible that, uh, you know, San Diego Comic-Con is going to be, you know, is going to be pretty successful, but it'll be interesting to see what kind of news we get out of Comic-Con because, you know, again, everything's up in the air until we know something for sure. And as of right now, we don't know anything for sure. So, but as we get closer to Comic-Con, of course, you know, as as we, uh, you and I are watching Comic-Con and getting news from San Diego, you know, certainly we'll have a lot to talk about when that happens. So stay tuned, folks, for that. But with that said, we come to the end of episode 109 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the GeekWatch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The GeekWatch podcast is a Hanging J production.